Eels off the top. Larkham. Herbert smashes through the middle. Gregan. Drop goal from Larkham. Up it goes. Could you believe it? Larkham has to be De Beer. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another week of Green and Gold Rugby, a bonus episode for you, remembering we are still the podcast that's getting you over the game line on the hottest topics of Australian rugby. We are just laser-focused tonight on the NRC, the National Rugby Championship, obviously culminates this weekend with the grand final, and we thought, let's delve into it a little bit deeper. It deserves a little bit more than just a, a question tagged onto the end of the normal podcast. We thought there's a lot to talk about this season um, and we want to get into it. And, and we talk NRC. Uh, who else? What? Brett McKay would join us. How are you going, Brett? Hello, guys. How are you? How are you? Uh, good. Great to be back. And it's uh, a really, really good game. Looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, can't wait. Lots, lots to talk about. We'll get to it. And also joining us is, is one of, again, one of the NRC uh, gurus who's been writing for Green and Gold Rugby, covering it for us for the last couple of years, um, is our podcast producer. He's in front of the mic this time. Nick Wazilevich. Oh, that's a bit... I put a chitch on the end. Nick <laughs> Wazilev. Nick, how are you, mate? You can make, you can make, you can make a tongue twister out of you it. You know what? One of those weird... I was pronouncing it really well before we started recording. So anyway, how are you going, Nick? Oh. And, you, and, you, and, you, and you got McKay right three weeks ago, Reg. But uh, <laughs> what did I say tonight? There too. We might have to start this up, re- <laughs> yeah. record again, but let's not risk it. <laughs> <laughs> um, lads, lads, we have uh, same. So everyone, thanks for joining us again. Like I say, NRC focus. We've got five burning questions. They are all five burning NRC questions, and we've got the you know the the, the guys who know the game on to uh, to discuss it. So those five burning questions we'll go through quickly here. Uh, question one: This weekend, grand final, who starts as favourites uh, between the Vikings and Queensland Country? Question two. Uh, the Drua, were they a positive inclusion for the game this year for the competition? Question three, how do we rate the Sydney teams? No one made the finals, but how would we rate their seasons? Question four, we're going to look at all the teams and look at a standout player, surprise player, disappointment for each of the teams. And, and where to for here for the NRC going forward? Um, you know, questions asked by uh, Gags and, um, and Hugh Cavill on the, the other podcast uh, yesterday. If you haven't listened to it, make sure you listen to it looking broader than just the NRC, obviously the Wallabies and so on. But they did ask the question about, you know, whether the NRC um, has finally arrived. And, and, and we've got a bit of a perspective of that as well. But let's get straight to it. This weekend, the Vikings are hosting Queensland Country. It is free entry they announced today, which is awesome. Um, should be a great uh, great evening down there in Canberra. The, we can sort of smell the, the steak sandwiches already. Um, Brett, you're the local, you're the expert. Give us a bit of a, a, an insight, what you, what you expect from this weekend. And then, you know, look back on the semifinals and, and who do you think will be favourites and how this might play out? Reg, I, I, I expect that the steaks are going to be cut really, really well. They'll be marinating probably for three or four hours and then, you know, they'll be cooked for feds of perfection. And then there'll be a bit of rugby played as well. And it'll all be all in all in the end. When they talk, a, great, when they talk about a game with really important stakes, this is clearly what they mean when they come to Canberra, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting the really, really good quality cuts to come out on Saturday night, that's for sure. Now, look, it's, there's there's a nice little, little hum of um, anticipation, I'd say, Reg floating around now. There's you know there's there's been there's more talk on radio this week. There's been oh, more right, articles right. written. You know there's uh, and and to be fair there was there was re- actually really good promotion around town last week um, for the semi final as well. But yeah there's it, there's definitely more awareness um, about it 
uh, about it this week. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's definitely starting to to, to help. Um, you know, I, the, the the rugby league World Cups had a couple of games here in town the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't think there's a game here this weekend, and I say that unconfidently at all, completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the the fact that the Vikings have um, have agreed this morning to to throw the gates open on, on Saturday night, I think that's a, a fantastic measure that um, that needs to be applauded. Um, I, I think that's a it's a great way of building a crowd, <clears throat> and we've seen that this year. Um, you know, over in Perth, particularly, um, mm. you know, games throughout Queensland, down in Melbourne as well. That um, you know that if you if if you show that you know you're not trying to charge a you know a premium dare i say it then then you know people will come and have a bit of a look at it and so hopefully that that does draw a you know draw a few a few extras in tonight because i think there was i think yeah there's again there was a little bit of you know word around last week that was that it was a really good semi-final certainly more people that i spoke to seemed to be aware that it was on and 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 that i was there and um you know i even ran into a few people at the game that I really didn't expect to see. So, oh, really? um, yeah, yeah, and that, and that was and that was great. So, um, you know, I hope they're all there again uh, on Saturday night, and it um, and it's it's the biggest crowd of the year because I think last weekend was probably smaller than the crowd for the for the Fiji game, and that was probably the biggest one in you know maybe two seasons in, at, at Viking Park. So, I'm, I'm hoping it's a really big crowd, and I know it'll be a, a game to match it because um, I really can't split these two teams at the moment. Oh, it, it's nuts, isn't it? It's it's, it's fascinating, and we yeah. might we might get to the grand final, but let's look at the the I guess the semi final just so to to mm-hmm. recap and people sort of a catch up, and we we acknowledge not everyone catches all these games, but for those hopefully we've got listeners tonight who who, who are intrigued about the NRC and where it's going and what's happened. Uh, as much as the diehards there. So the Vikings got up over Perth Spirit 40 to 35. And Nick, uh, not sure if you watched this game, but it was, it was, it was as good as game of rugby that's been this year. And, and I remember the, the, the preliminary game, uh, was it must have been round two or three or earlier on the season at least. And that, that had a level of intensity far beyond traditional NRC games. And, and this was the same. And we saw some, a wonderful sort of clashes there again. Again, that preliminary game, the, the battle between Rob Valentini and Izzy Nazarani. I, I remember that being pretty epic. It was again the same on Saturday. But, uh, the Vikings just coming out ahead there, um, thanks largely to a, a late Harira try. What was your sort of read of this one, Nick? Oh God! So <laughs> it was it was an unbelievable game, particularly you know when because they went into half time twenty one each, like twenty one apiece, and which I thought was a real like a real testament, like pretty much a great summary of the game. It was it could have I thought it was a match that really could have gone either way. Perth threw themselves into this one, absolutely threw themselves, and it was and you know. I, what I what really I, I kind of I thought it was a good testament to to the Vikings because I mean I I think it would be fair to say obviously with with the Drua losing so many international players that of the two teams that were in three and four I would have said Perth would have actually have been a um, a bit of a tougher team to overcome um, not for the least of which you know and the because the, they they had a huge amount to play for yeah um, because I mean because obviously it wasn't just the end of of you know of their season of the NRC season we're talking about and I think MS, MST actually wrote in the Tuesday top five this week he talked he did a really little touching moment that for many people apparently because they, they were because he was there at the game afterwards that Perth were absolutely gutted to lose that one yeah they were absolutely gutted and it was 
because obviously for a lot of those players, after all the absolute chaos that has ensued in rugby this year, particularly over in, in WA, that was there for many of those players who've in the in the Perth system and in the Western Force system, it was a fantastic match. It was played in brilliant, brilliant, uh, in brilliant spirit. And yeah, I think you know it, it was. I thought you know in the end at the end of the game, it's it's a, it's a tough game sometimes. It's a tough. It's a it, rugby's a, rugby's a harsh game, and uh, you know. It, it was, I thought the scoreline really reflected it. Canberra really, they really put it in in the second half and and really earned that victory. But you know, full credit to Perth, they really threw everything they had at this game. Yeah, but were you worried at all, mate? Did you did you do you think the spirit might have pulled this one off at any stage? <laughs> well, oh, I, I'm going to I, I'm I'm going to try and claim. You know, a degree of impartiality when it comes to the NRC. <laughs> Obviously, I'm, I'm in, I'm in Canberra, but, um, but when, you know, it just, it just went try for try, you know, mm. like, you know, whenever Richie Arnold scored, Canberra would score and back and, and all that. And they, they jumped out of that short, that, like, uh, uh, they scored that, um, uh, Arnold Rangi scored that try just after half time when he dived on that loose yeah. ball. And, and, and I, and I actually thought at the moment that, you know, this is, is, is it going to be this sort of night? Yeah, for Canberra, where the ball where the ball literally doesn't bounce their way, and and then they scored um, they scored the next two tries, and then I think Kane Kotecka's yellow card was probably the yeah. turning point. Harwood scored a few minutes after that, and that yeah. was that sort of allowed them to jump out to a four uh, forty to twenty eight was the score at that point when he converted it, and um, yeah, Perth scored that that try with five minutes to go. Even then, um, you know, we've we've uh, we've seen Perth go. Deep in games, we've seen games going into the 85th, 86th minute mark with with Perth Spirit involved. So um, yeah. the Vikings knew they were going to have to go deep. They they definitely spoke about that, and and I've I've spoken to Tim Sampson and Tom Cusack this week since, and and, and again that was a that was a focus going in. It was something that they spoke about even at halftime that they knew they were going to have to go deep in the second half to make sure they held Perth out. So they were really conscious of it and. It was it was just it was just brilliant and again even in those those closing moments uh, it was it was a close run thing so um, yeah just a just just a brilliant game and I think all up I, I think the the better team has got the result but um, but geez they were made to earn it weren't they yeah they were yeah. So, so let's let's have a look at the other semi final because you know we we want to sort of preview the grand final. Um, and, and this was almost the opposite, this game. This was Queensland Country hosting the Drua up at Toowoomba. And you're right, Nick, I think Brett and I mentioned this last week. We, we both sort of felt that, um, you know, the, the Drua travelling without their test stars uh, might have been the preferred semi-final rather than the spirit with a lot to play for. And probably how it planned out, because this was a bit of the opposite. This was Queensland Country almost had this wrapped up, you know, in the first 20 minutes they... They really opened up the Fijian team, and, and and they couldn't really match. And while there's a couple of tries scored, and 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 yet another tight five hat trick by with their with their hooker Rawera um, scoring three three tries for the for the Drua. It, this was all Queensland country, and it's again, yeah. um, you know, those key players. You know, Taniela Tupo has obviously been talked about. He was he was pretty damn unstoppable. That was just incredible. Yeah. Well, isn't it, it amazing? Incredible, I think this guy's still what yeah. 2021, 20, and. I think he just had his 21st birthday, in fact, and and 
you know, he is mm. a monster. And that that first try where he ran beautifully onto a Hamish to a ball into a gap, had yeah. showed some footwork, and then did it. Uh, you know, David Campini yeah. passed over his shoulder to to Caleb Timmy to score under the post. It was uh, incredible modern day rugby. I'm really, I'm really glad you mentioned the footwork there, Reg, because it was that little left foot step that put him in the gap properly. It was just as he got the ball in hand, he's just put that little half left foot step on, and and that was enough to get him clear. And uh, we've known for a long time that he's he's got plenty of pace for a for a guy of his size. And and I mean that the 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 stats that he peeled off in that game were were absolutely phenomenal. And and yeah, you know, again, I've said said to a few people this week this this was the game where you know the YouTube highlights played out for real. Yeah. Um, mm, this, yeah. I, I reckon. I reckon this is the, you know, the, the next step, if you like, in 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 Tenula Tupo's story. He's um, he just played played so well, and um, mm. you know, if he if he has half as good a game this week this weekend, then then the Vikings are you know they're going to have a hell of a job to stop him. Well, can I? And we'll mm. get to the future of the NRC, and, and you know, we're obviously. We've drunk the Kool-Aid. We all, you know, love the NRC. But imagine if we didn't have the NRC. And, and you take Tupo, whose timing was perfect for the, you know, the NRC. We signed him. The Red signed him as a schoolboy. Um, he, you know, he played Premier Grade for Brothers, you know, that first year as a teenager, and, and did really damn well. You know, had a great season. But if we didn't have the NRC, what next? You know, he just would have had to yeah. bide his time. You know do the academy stuff, a bit of Queensland under-20s, all that sort of stuff. But this has provided him, what, three seasons now of playing men, yeah. you know, and professional men. Yeah. Um, and, and to take it up to yeah. teams like Fiji with, you know, yeah. their own physicality and size and, and, and game in themselves and to, to dominate there was, was exceptional. And that, you know, it just, to me, it, it, it just shows the importance of a, of this competition from player development perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, com- completely, completely agree with that. And he, he dominated that contest against the the Andrew last weekend to the point where by midway through the second half where he was you know making line breaks for fun they didn't want to get in front of him they, they were pulling out of the contact basically and 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 I mean that was a for a side that had has played so physically all year um, that was a, that was a significant moment I thought so you're absolutely right the 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 best he could have done without the NRC would have been you know, maybe a Premier Rugby season that would have run a little bit longer. They, they yeah, wouldn't have been yeah. you know, wrap, wrapping, wrapping up mm. in you know um, late late August as, as they are now. But otherwise, the, the, this time of year he'd be relying on you know the start of a Super Rugby preseason. Mm. And you know, it's instead, like you say, he's, he's going to get ten or eleven weeks of you know of really good quality rugby. And um, and and I think there's every chance now he joins joins the Wallabies. And I think yeah. Michael Checker has already made it made it known that he probably will. So yeah. he's in the, he's uh, in a squad. I think he's going up to the after the grand final. He's going to yeah. he's going into the Wallabies squad, isn't he? Because he's he's yeah. he's eligible for selection. I think within like a couple of weeks. I think, I think the Scotland he's, test. He's, yeah, is yeah in time in it? time for the Scotland test. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So he was fantastic. The other star performers are the usual guys. Duncan Payer Duncan Ua was again just showed his class. He's, he's just playing at a level above at the moment, I feel. He just, you know, he's, he's just so classy uh, as a player and, and is thriving in that leadership. Um, and then Caleb Timu, the, the number eight, who's, who's had an exceptional yeah. season as well. I thought they were probably the three standout. Although Harry Hawkins, you know, again, the 19 year old lock, I thought was excellent as well. So, you know, good talent, 
in that country team as well. The, the one question I have from the final, and I don't know if you've heard this, Brett, is James Slipper with a heel um, be playing? He got, he got. Yeah. And I haven't seen video, mm. and I haven't seen any sightings come up. But by all reports, got a, a clear clocking uh, after a scrum, and it came up pretty bad game day. So um, hopefully he'll play because we've lost a few yeah. clubs of late. I thought we might actually might have heard something in terms of a, of a sighting about yeah. that because it, it it didn't at the time it didn't get referred upstairs no. to the TMO the the, uh, the 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 assistant referee made the clear report to to Will Houston and and it was a, and it was an immediate yellow card so you know he the, there was obviously a pretty clear view of it so I'm a little bit surprised that we haven't heard about a sighting of it and and maybe it's still taken place maybe it's you know yeah. maybe it doesn't really need to make news now but. You know, once again, we had um, we had a had a moment of uh, well, not just ill discipline from the Andrew, but you know, yeah. genuine foul play it would seem. And, and if there's been something that's overshadowed their season, it's it's been that. And certainly, yeah. their yeah. the, the penalty accounts yeah. against them the last three weeks has been a little bit concerning. It's sort of like when the when the games have got away from them, they've um, you know they've they've gone back down that route. And, and again, we don't want to see that. We spoke we we mentioned this a few weeks ago, Reg. I'm, I'm sure there will be a um, you know, quite a little word to um, to the Fijian Union yeah. at the end of the year, just just reminding them that, that you know there will be cameras present. Yeah, and we might we games, might get into so. more of that in the next question because I yeah. get a little bit to say that. So let's look at this weekend, guys, and I, and I think one of yeah. the standouts um, for these two teams, and, and you know, this is a bit of the Ben Darwin factor, is the consistency of these teams. I mean, these yeah. have probably yeah. from a from a, a starting side perspective. You know, obviously there was a few weekends when Wallabies were out and Barbarians were out, but you look at both teams and they've been pretty solid. I know the the Vikings have lost Andrew Robinson early on, but Ikatao's come in and looked really good. They've sort of flip flopped with a few halfbacks. Um, you know, more when Joe Powell was there, and and even the back row, and obviously Benny Hine got injured. Uh, their lock numbers have dwindled a little bit with Rory and Blake yes. being picked by the Wallabies <laughs> and Sam Carter at the Brumbies, uh, and they've played a bit in the front row. But all in all, really consistent, particularly in the back row, in the back line. You know, the Queensland country are pretty similar. That back line's pretty much played together the whole season. I think I can't think of too many other changes there. Um, obviously, Izzy Parisi when he's been available, and the back row, Liam Wright's off with the Wallabies, and, and Ty Ford's come in and playing pretty well. But Timu and Scott Young have been there all season. Hawkins and Blythe in the in, in the locks, and then Tupo when available, mm. and now Slippers. You know, we've lost Seth for Hagazi and and a few other props there as well. But now Slippers not a man to have back. So you know, consistency of team selections has really stood them apart, and we see that there. So so Nick, I'll go to you first, mate. We, we've you know, mm. we, we've all said it's it's a tough one to separate these teams this weekend, but can you give me a reason how to separate them? Who do you think will win and, and why? Oh, God, I was terrified you were going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's, oh, God, I'm, I'm as stunned for this one as you are. I kind of had, like, it's starting with, with Queensland Country, it's not just this year that they've been playing well together. I mean, you've got Pay Hour, James Tuttle, you know, Tony Tupo, they've been playing together yep. pretty much since the team was formed. You're right. Yep. Back in 2014. Exactly. Like, they've been yep. playing together in for country for a long time. And that actually kind of really shows the benefit that this competition is going to have, you know, a couple of years down the track. Because starting off, you know, you know, the, the, the first three years, country had always been given, always had this reputation as being cellar dwellers, as always kind of there, but not being there. And now look at them. You know, with the right coaching, with the fact that they're all gelling together as a team, that they've played together so long, that they're now sitting on the edge of of, the, of what could be their first ever 
a uh, chance to to lift the toast rack. So I think you know they are, they will be an unbelievably hard team to beat. Particularly, I've, I've been really in, impressed, particularly with Pay Hour. His um not just his you know his role in directing the country backline around, but his captaincy. He's very le- he's level headed. Uh, approach to captaincy, which has been, I think, a really uh, important part of what has made this season work so well for country. Um, but, and and I'm 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 slightly tipping the home side. I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Canberra, because and, and it, because it, because the match against Perth really said a lot of things to me that. You know, Perth were determined in fanta- like in great form themselves, um, and it's also interesting to remember that in the entire history of the NRC, that was the first time that any other team had knocked off Perth in a semi-final. All previous years, Perth had always found a way to slip into the final and, uh, and, and do that. That is no mean feat to knock Perth off in the final, particularly a team this motivated. Um, it's... It's it's a really tough one to pick, and in you know the the back lines of Canberra are strong as well. Their their forward pack is really well done. They've been building together really well for, for as well for for quite a long time because and you've got the players like like Valentini coming through. I mean, I've been so impressed with what with what he has brought to this side as well. Um, so in kind of I think it really comes down to the the home side advantage and. Whether that team and whether the team turns up, I actually kind of also find it funny that the actual very first game of this season yep. was the Vikings versus Queensland Country in Canberra, yep. and it ends yeah, in exactly the same way. Was too, was yep. too. Canberra won by eight points. Yeah, and I think it was one of those games. I think Queensland Country actually played well, and I think you look at all the stats; they probably dominated most of the aspects. Despite Canberra, I think ran out to an early lead. Queensland Country came back and held a strong lead and then sort of died in the bum later on. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a really fascinating aspect to it. What about you, Brett? What's your... You know, how do we split these two teams? Who, who do you think will do it? Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think we can. Um, and, and it's it's almost... If I, you know, if I if I hadn't sent it to him, I would have said Nick's read my column ahead of... <laughs> uh, for tomorrow ahead of time um, because he's he's made many of the same arguments that, um, that, that, I, that I've made there. There's, you know, the... I think country have got a slight edge uh, in in the uh, will have got a definite edge in the lineout because that was probably yeah. one area that that Canberra struggled a bit last um, last last year last week sorry against Perth not having uh, Blake Enver there all of a sudden they yeah. were really only limited to uh, essentially to um, to Tom Cusack uh, and Darcy Swain as their main jumpers so so they'll know this week that country are going to come in with probably four jumpers generally probably four genuine jumpers yeah. in, in in Blythe and. Uh, uh, and Hawkins and even uh, Phil Potgetty if when he comes on, but yep. um, Angus Scott Young, Caleb Teamer are all genuine jumpers. So the lineout is is a definite country edge. I think Canberra have a slight edge at scrum time, but you know there's not a lot in that. Um, you know the the halves are pretty are, are pretty similar. Yep. Pay Hour and, and, and Fayway Satir are probably are probably the form centre pairing of the, of the competition. They've been absolutely fantastic, but then. Yeah, in terms of overall strike power, you look at the two of them and you throw you know, Dugunu in, in, in the mix. Patrick James has a, has a strong season. Edo yeah. Nabuli's almost been the forgotten man on the other yeah. wing. But then, you know, Muirhead, Johnston, Banks have been a pretty decent, yep. solid back three for the, for the Vikings. And, and Dargville's been playing really well at 12. Um, you mentioned Lin, Lenny Kitao, who's come in for Andrew Johnson mid-season. Uh, Andrew, um, Robinson, Andrew Robinson, yeah. I should yeah. say, mid-season. Mid and he's had a fantastic time, yeah. you know, jumping up from under 20s due to this year. So, 
so yeah again to sort of reiterate Nick's point there really is only home ground advantage that sort yeah. of slightly puts them apart and I think had this game been played uh, in Queensland and I think it might have been at Ballymore had Queensland have been had country have been hosting rights uh, had hosting rights I think we'd be making exactly the same arguments that it's really only home ground advantage that separates them so um, you know I I, I can't offer much more than that <laughs> yeah look I, I'll try and offer it a little bit more and, and, and I'll I would I'll tip the Vikings too I, I think they're deserved favourites um, for, for the reason you say the home to ground absolutely I think you know that first round clash absolutely um, I think a, a tougher semi-final probably also helps a little bit um, yeah. but I, I think this year and, and I've said it a couple of times I think we've seen them play the closest to Super Rugby standard footy that we've seen any team play in the NRC, yeah. and that includes, you know, that undefeated Brisbane team of 215, who, you know, while we're very good, they, you know, they're pretty, pretty loose and all that sort of stuff, whereas this Canberra team, you know, scored a couple of 70-point wins over the Drew and I think it was the Rays, but they still played really disciplined, tight footy, um, proper rugby, there and really professionally, whereas, you know, what we've seen Queensland Country do is uh, drop... Drop their you know game a little bit in the last quarter or yeah. the second half a bit, whereas the Vikings have been sort of unrelenting and you know they've fought hard for victories, but when they've got in front, that they, they have you know really tried to sort of you know finish the finish the opposition strongly, and they've done that a few teams so times. I, I just think that clinical nature of them might just yeah. stand them in good stead. Um, you know, it's a it's a, it'll be a it should be a close one, and I hope it's a close one. Um, but uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's it'll be a fantastic encounter. It's a deserved encounter, I think, with these two teams. Yeah. Fascinated to see the impact of, of Brad Thorne. Um, you know, we've seen it all season. But you know, he, he's got, had lots of finals experience. I'd, I'd love to know what he's getting inside the heads of these guys this this weekend. Um, Timmy Sampson, obviously a quality coach, has been around for a long mm-hmm. time and and so on. But sort of just that that different level of experience. Sampson's a long-time coach, obviously a very capable player in his own right. Um, but you know, Brad Thorne, that high-end final, the number of trophies he's won, so he's got yeah. a great insight. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how he plays it with his young team. He's got he's got that winning mentality, yeah. hasn't he, Reg? Yeah. You know, everything, yeah. you know, li- literally everything he's played yeah. in, he's won. So uh, you know, it's and and that's and and that can be infectious. He 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 said to me a few weeks ago that you know I I, I love winning. I make no bones about that, and I, and I want to. Pass that on to, to these guys. So, just just picking up on that point that you, you're making, Reg, about about the Vikings' um, approach this year. The two losses that they've had have only been by two points to Brisbane City and one point to New South Wales Country. Whereas, but, as you yeah, say, Queensland Country sort of yeah. yeah they they sort of drop and they were in consecutive weeks, and then and then they turned that around in that the the Fiji win. So they they really flicked the switch in, in between yeah. after those two losses to to really start putting teams away. So, but just in terms of you know they've they've scored I think it's fifty nine tries for the Vikings and fifty eight for Queensland Country. They right. both had let in around about they'd only conceded about thirty tries as of the the end of the regular season. You know they're both scoring more than six tries a game but conceding fewer than four. So they've been the two. Defend, you know, sides that have been the best defensive sides, you know, quite quite clearly, and, yeah. and by some margin over the rest of the competition. But they've also been the teams that have scored a hell of a lot more tries than the rest of the competition. So, uh, yeah, when you say it's a it's deserving finals, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. But but you're right. I, I think just the fact that you know, even those two losses the Vikings had, they 
were in positions to win them. They probably should have won. Oh, and it was the last you know, in, the, the, the in, can, in both, in both, in yeah. both cases. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think you might be right. Maybe that does just give them a slight edge. And, and certainly they'll be confident having beaten Queensland country in, um, in round one as well. Yeah. All right, lads. Let's, uh, it's, it's got to be great in Canada. We're all, I guess, tipping the Vikings to do it, but we, we think it's going to be, um, pretty tight and I guess none of us will really be surprised if, if um, Queensland country get up and an I for one will be cheering very loudly for them um, but let's move <laughs> on to question two and now I'm going to sort of start looking at the season more uh, more broadly and one of the big changes this year and probably the biggest changes change in the history of the NRC was the inclusion of this international team the Fiji Drua um, uh, they you know they made the finals they finished third I think they had a record of four and four um, start of the season, all guns are blazing, despite a first round loss. But they, you know, the first half of the season was was, was sensational. Probably tailed off a little bit towards the end. But um, uh, Nick, from your perspective, the Drua, uh were they a positive inclusion for the game? Was it a you know, was it a big quarter included? Was it was it worthwhile? Oh no, I, I I mean, it may sound like a bit of a yeah no duh kind of um, response. Yeah. I think they were unbelievably. <laughs> I think it, I thought they were like it's an absolute resolute yes from me um, about about the drawer um, the, about the drawer. First of all, kind of there was a, just for so many reasons that they really added so much dimension to the competition. I mean, first of all, the way they um, encourage people to come out to games. Every single game that the feet that the drawer were at, I noticed that the crowd numbers went up. The, yeah. Like a lot of people went. I mean, the, the, I really noticed it the first time at the Melbourne game down at yeah, Harlequin that's Park. That's right. That was huge. When that that crowd was enormous, it looked fantastic on the on the telly. It was enormous, and then their first game in Fiji yep. against New South Wales country was even bigger. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, when they I think that they they also you know they set a record for the largest crowd against Perth. Sean Maloney, I think he said 10,000. Like, we, I don't know what the official number was, but... I, I, I think insane. he said close, closer to 12 in the end was, was what they worked out. And, and that's the that's the biggest standalone NRC crowd by by some that's, margin. That's, you know, it's huge. That's right. I mean, I went to the... Uh, I, I was lucky enough to go to the Rams-Drew uh, a game, and there was a... I, reckon, I estimated, like, about 4,000 people there, but the crowd loved it. There was a, a fantastic vibe. There was the people really got into it. Had a wonderful day out. It was a great celebration of rugby having them in the competition. Um, seeing and also, I mean, looking back at the history of it, many you know Fiji has always had a close relationship um, with Australian rugby. I mean, not just them, but Pacific Islands in general. I think to have them in the competition really is um, really is to is something that would that should have happened, you know, that should have happened. I think even from, you could argue from the start. Um, not, but yeah, that's kind of first of all from the fan base. Second of all, their style of rugby. Um, you know, we we asked for you know delivering fast running rugby completely. You know, that's what the NRC has been providing. It completely suited the Drewers' style. And that first match against uh, that they played against Brisbane City at Ballymore. Um, you know, the moment that I saw them score that first try, I was like, yeah, they're fine. They're going to be fine. There's nothing, nothing to worry about there. They're, if you want entertaining rugby, you've got it. They're, the, st- like the style they play is great. It really complements the NRC, and it also encourages the other teams, the Aussie teams, to lift their game as well, um, which I thought was 
was really great. Um, obviously, I mean, you have to talk, like, obviously kind of ex examining the other things as well. The, the thing you really have to talk about that was kind of like an, a bit of a downer was like what, like you already mentioned, um, Medge, was the, the discipline, yeah. which, I mean, it, like... I like because I mean it, it is always I think it has always kind of been a bit of an issue, but I think as time will change, because um, I think the the Andrews this is the first team that Fiji rugby I mean obviously outside of the international team has had in a regularly scheduled competition. Yeah, it um, is. This, is, this is this is the this is the longest they've spent together as a playing group. Even when they're together yeah. on the Fijian Warriors side playing Samoa and Tonga in Japan, it's they might come together for you know for a couple of weeks at a time, and then they'll go back to their clubs and they'll come back together for a couple of weeks at a time. But they've yeah. they've been together for, for for ten weeks, which they've never done before. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and I think that when it comes to things like discipline, I think as they grow and mature as a team and play more and more games together, they'll things like that will start to click into into shape and and kind of and and change. One of the more disappointing things I saw was that you know. Early on in the season, when the when the Andrew were playing well, I, I was even I was surprised to see a couple of fans were even saying, "Oh, seeing them win so convincingly makes makes us go maybe they shouldn't be in this competition." Yeah. And then they went, to, <laughs> yeah. they're flogging us too much." <laughs> and then they went to Canberra, and then everything changed. And then uh, yeah. it, so you know, I, in the end, I think the Drew were an absolute yes to. For the, to have them in the NRC, I think it's something we should encourage, and I can't wait for more editions of this competition where the where the Indra are present. All right, we might we might talk about that a bit later. Brett, your, your read, I mean, I, I think that's going to be a pretty common message. Yeah. Sort of Nick Wade up there. This is, you know, pretty similar. That a great a great part of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's an overwhelming yes there, Reg. I think, yeah, I, and I would imagine that. That my thoughts coming into it were probably fairly fairly common. I I, I hope they do well. Um, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily sure you know how well they do because you know I certainly haven't seen a lot of uh, a lot of the Skipper Cup uh, over, yeah, over in Fiji, and, and, and by a lot I mean you know not a minute. So <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's it's it was it was always going to be hard to gauge the 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 standard of the team. But but as you say, you know, it it took. Yeah, if if you weren't convinced by the, the the narrow loss to Brisbane City in round one, then yeah, they beat uh, who did they beat in round two? Or was it Melbourne, Melbourne. down in Melbourne? Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. yeah, and, and the way the way they won exactly. that exactly the way they won that, well, we straight away I was just like, no, nah, they're not going to have any problem there. So I I was yeah, around at that point. I was thinking, you know, if they could scrape into the finals, that'd be fantastic. You know, even if they finished fifth, I, I still would have thought they they would have had a pretty good season. So they've in the end, I think they've had about the season I probably expected them to do. You know, four and four, about twenty odd points. As it turns out, that's been enough to finish third. So good luck to them. But you know, it's a there's it's just a it's just such a no brainer. And the and and a credit to the Fiji Union because they they got they 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 got clever. They playing that uh, bring them all together and playing Tonga A the week before the NRC started. I mean, they're all capped. They're all now Fiji capped, so they can't. <laughs> Be poached by, but you know, by Super Rugby teams putting them on development contracts or anything like that. And if, and and whether that was encouraged to them by World Rugby or whether that's something they come up with their, of their own right, you know, whatever it is, 
that's just that's just clever. And, and I think that yeah. what the Drua has shown is, is that the, there is now you know a, a pathway to, to really good rugby in Fiji. So I'm I'm quite sure that it'll have an impact in Fiji as well. Um, and yeah, look, it's it's been a it's been an overwhelming success. I think I'm, I'm I, anecdotally I've heard that um, that World Rugby are, are quite happy with the way they've the way they go. I know the the uh, the AAU or Rugby Australia um, are, are more than wrapped. Um, it was fantastic. The Hoare and Little Shield spent a couple of weeks uh, over there late late in the season. They they let it go in in the end. But um, yeah, it's it's just they've just brought so much to the competition. And you're spot on, Nick, that they've they're they're, they're a draw crowd, a draw card in their own right. The the crowds lifted everywhere they played, and and again credits to the credit to the clubs because um, you know there was there was you know regional Fijian teams playing curtain raises. You know the Fijian schoolboys played um, yeah, the, right. the Australian schoolboy barbarians before the Rams game. Um, you know, yeah. in Canberra, yeah. in Canberra it was a I think it was an ACT Fiji team against a Riverina Fiji team, and and I know it was similar sorts of things uh, when they played elsewhere around too. So you know it was. It was done well. It brought out the, um, you know, the Fijian rugby community, and 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 we lapped it up. Yeah, I, look, I'm glad you said that because I because I, I got to go to that first game at Ballymore at Brisbane, and there was a Brisbane Fiji game beforehand. I yeah. forget who they played, maybe Brisbane Samoa, and Chris Kurandrani, who didn't make the Brisbane City team that week, actually played for Brisbane Fiji. So, but yeah, the. the, the the, yeah. the, the the crowd was great. The Fijian crowd was a great influence, and they they're great supporters. You know, they're loud and passionate, and and provide that put a colour and activity. And I'm I'm glad to hear it. Sort of was at those other home games as well. Look, I, I'm not going to say anything more about the about the team. Um, I, I agree, fantastic for it. I love watching him play. If 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 the world played rugby like Fiji played rugby, and you know, and to the All Blacks, I guess it'd be. The game would be huge across the country, yeah, across the globe. Absolutely. I mean, it is just so good to watch their support lines, their offloading, their, their skill, and their physicality in defence is is brilliant. But yeah. so all very positive. But we can't. You talked talked about it before, Brett. The discipline is horrendous, and I, you know, forget the number of yellow cards, forget the the penalties they gave away, but mm. eye gouging. Abhorrent, you know that—that yeah. that is yeah. Bite, just biting, yeah. biting that you know, cold cocking someone like they, you know, they did in that last game to slipper, mm. and, and you, you know, I think Brett, you've talked that there's a lot more happening on the field that we didn't even see or hear about, mm. um, and look, let's give it, let's give them some benefit of the doubt that you know that perhaps haven't played uh, matches under this level of video scrutiny, um, but um, that. That just can't. That needs to be stamped out immediately, um, yeah. because it's, just, yeah. it's, it's a terrible aspect, and and, and really sullied their presence in the tournament. Unfortunately, I just it, it just um, mm. you know you, you can't two what twelve week bans or something. It's just just a really mm. sad way to see those that you know that team's first year, which should be all positive, um, with that little asterisk beside it. But um, hopefully they mm. resolve it next year. I'm I'm, I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty confident that's. Yeah, that'll 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 go down as 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 first season blues, and, yeah. and they'll they'll move on from yeah. there. They'll they'll have, they'll have, they'll, have, they'll have learned the lessons, and it's yeah. and it's probably worth it's probably worth remembering that you know they a lot of these guys are employed by the services there in Fiji, yeah. so they, yeah. Yeah, they're they're in the, they're in the army or they're in the fire service yeah. or in the police or the or the mm. or the prison guards, and so you know so, so discipline is actually part of life. So in that way, it's actually a little bit surprising yeah. that they could be so ill-disciplined on the field, but but I'm sure. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure in time, um, they as they become used to things, um, 
you know, and, 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 and the best example I can use is that I think about the way John Stewart spoke post-match, yeah. uh, you know, in round one and two and how he was speaking last weekend. And, and you know, I spoke to him in, in Canberra mid-season and, and, uh, and, and, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a quiet, humble sort of a guy, but, but the way he was speaking in that last round is, you know, he, he's made huge improvements as yeah. a, uh, yeah. as a, as, as a captain. And he was, he was one of their genuine superstars. So yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yeah. Hey, so, let's go into that, guys. Let's, let's talk about some of the players that caught your eye for Fiji because we, yeah. we won't delve into deep as we will the other teams, but he was a standout. Anyone else? Uh, Brett, just you know, give me another name that really caught your eye um, from that. Drill. Yeah, and, and I think I, I think I mentioned Frank Frank Lamani, yeah. uh, the, the the scrum half a couple of weeks ago. He he was he was just fantastic, and 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 I was I was really pleased when I heard that he he'd been caught up to the Flying Fijian squad for their spring tour because he, uh, he he provides so much of their their speed and their enthusiasm in attack. He was he was always quick to rucks. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I can remember him, you know, not being there at the base of the ruck. And his service was good. And you know, if he he, he reminded me a lot of a lot of Will Genia in yep. that, you know, if he spied a spot at the at the base of the ruck, he went for it. And he he only needed half a gap to get through. And he was he was there so well. And 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 I mean, there was that that great moment and the the, the the former cheeky scrum half in me from tw- from two decades ago <laughs> absolutely loved the moment when you know they're, they're try line bound the Fijian pack it's a push over scrum yes. and just as the number eight is about to pick pick it down he's reached in front of him grabbed the ball and dived for the corner himself it was it was fantastic yeah no, epic so yeah he finished I think he finished their, their leading try score with half a dozen tries and including sort of in five games in a row he scored so he was uh, a great link man between those backs and forwards there um, what about you Nick any names that sort of stood out from your perspective but yeah, in I was really impressed by the fullback of of the Andrew. It's really hard what? to pronounce his name. Waka Wangatambu. Waka, yeah, Wangatambu. Waka Waka yeah, that's him. Yeah, he was. Oh god, in that in that Rams game, he like seeing him out in in the back line, particularly in open play. Oh god, I I, I would have been terrified if I was on the Rams side coming up against him. He was. He was absolutely electric whenever he got the ball, and he scored a couple of fantastic tries during the season as well. Um, you know, I think the Andrew have really got some, got a fantastic player um, in him. It's a, I think it's he's really fan, like I reckon he's going to develop a huge amount going forward in in future editions of the competition. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he, he read I think he he epitomised everything that's that's good and bad about Fiji and rugby. Yeah. He was he was so good, so sublime at times. But he's goal kicking sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He oh, one, yeah, mo- one moment he one moment he'd nail one from the sideline, curling around beautifully. The next moment, from right in front, he'd shank it horribly out to the right. It was there was just <laughs> no rhythm to it. So oh, it was it was it was great. Yeah, yeah. Look, but he was passionate though. That's why I loved. It was it was a really it was he was a passionate player. He really yeah. threw himself into it though. And you know that that's what we want in a competition yeah. like this and that's what I think is great yeah uh, he came, he came into the team once that in the player we mentioned last week that Nathibi Nathibi yeah, who, who played fullback the first game versus Brisbane scored a couple of tries played fly half the next game versus Melbourne scored a couple of tries and, and then injured himself badly and we haven't seen him since so he was awesome right. um, but the player I wanted to mention was another replacement and so we, we talked about the, the hooker in that first game um, 
uh, biting Andrew Reddy and getting 12 weeks. So they brought in this guy, Ratu Naruma, who really caught my eye. Was a, was a, just had a, an epic work rate, just a fantastic work rate yeah. around the field. A little baldy, uh, never stopped moving. Loved to get his hands on the ball. Loved to make a tackle. Loved to clear out. And I, I just thought he was a he was a fantastic player to watch. Really enjoyed his footy through the year. But many quality players in that that drew it yeah. Um All right, question three, guys. So we we move on to New South Wales, and it, it's a bit of a you know a recurring theme with the NRC, isn't it? In, in terms of um, the success of the New South Wales teams. Now, they, they seemed to have a really good year last year. The Rays and the Eagles both uh, both made the finals, didn't they? The, 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 as in the, did, the, yep. the yeah. Eagles yep. hosted right. and the Rays lost out in the semi-final. Well, this year it's back to back to what it was previously and, and no one made the finals. The Eagles looked like they might make it eventually. But uh, the, the Sydney teams, how do we rate them and in, in their season so far? Uh, their season this year, Nick. What was your reading of those Sydney teams, the the Rams, the Greater Sydney Rams, the Sydney Rays, and the New South Wales Country Eagles? Yeah, it was it was a, a very it was a very weird couple of rounds because to start off, I mean, at the start of the season, like I was, the Rams were were going to have a tough run. I felt this season, and then they came out and 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 really put on a great performance against New South Wales Country and then backed it up yep. mm. with a, a, a the great performance against the Rays to win the, the Ben Robertson Bell. And uh, I thought to myself, <laughs> oh, wow, we could be onto something here. And uh, it kind of, uh, for them, it kind of went, It was I think it was a case that just it, they got worn down by the season, uh, as the season kind of dragged on. Um, which was which was disappointing, but I knew the Rams were going to have were going to have a tough time, and I really thought that they they had a good crack at it. They really put in they put they you know I think they ended up with three wins, um, three wins, five losses, and you know they really had a good crack at it. New South Wales Country, I was really disappointed with, and I'm, I'm not just saying that because I'm from I'm from New South Wales Country. It was because they um, you know the, considering they had a huge amount of the squad come back from the team from last year, the team that made it to the grand final. Um, and because, I mean, when I was chatting to Darren Coleman at the launch, he said that was something that he was really excited about. And he'd just come off the Warringah win in the Shoot Shield grand final. So confidence was, was, confidence was, uh, was, was riding high. You know, once they finally got, got into a rhythm, it was okay. But I think it kind of ended up being a case of leaving it, Leaving it a bit too late in the end, kind of like squeezing into the final. That country team had a had a huge amount of talent, and I thought they, you know, they had enough talent to make it into the into the semi-finals. But I mean, the Rays I think were were, were off for quite a lot of the season. Um, they had a good squad, they had a good coach. Um, they had and, a shocking run of injuries, though. <laughs> yeah, they had a shocking run of injuries. That's right. It was, mm. you know, they they had a they had a tough they had a tough run in the end. It was it was. It was kind of a year, I think, for them. It was just a year that just it wasn't meant to be. And you know, it's it's always hard to you know, particularly for for you know for to follow up what was a really encouraging season last year. And you know, I think you know the coaches like you know Hux, Julian Huxley will take a hell of a lot out of those last couple of yeah. uh, games, and particularly that win in Fiji, which you know I thought that which I thought would have done would have really done a lot for the uh, <laughs> for the players. But you know, I think in the end it was kind of just a bit of a it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a like it was a kind of a disappointing season for all the, 
um, for all the New South Wales teams. It's the first time there's never been a, a New South Wales team in the semi-finals, which you know it's a bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Brett, too. let's just go through. That's let's start with the Rays. I mean, that they were disappointing. They had a lot against them, and they they probably after the highs of last year and and. and we know things have changed down in, in Sydney than how these NRC teams, but they, they never really performed. But I, I, I do want to say those last two games, and you know, Nick mentioned Fiji, yeah. the one before the win Against over Perth, Perth yeah. That, yeah, uh, that was right, a yeah. pretty outstanding finish to the season. They played some great rugby in both, and, and I think um, they, they finally seemed to get a bit of a settled team there too, which also helps. That was that was the Spirits' first loss at McGilvray in two years yeah, yeah. at that at that yeah. point. So that was that was a, that was a huge but you, look. You, you you're right. They because you know, Warringah went Warringah and Manly uh, and even North both went both went uh, went deep in the in the Shoot Shield finals um, and uh, the Rays even had the buy in round one. Yep, but exactly. they they didn't really. That effectively was their preseason. Yeah. They they went away that weekend, so they didn't really have a weekend off, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, right. uh, you know, they they just went straight into it. The, I, I mentioned the, the the injury run because I know that they had an injury ta- uh, an, an injury ward of a, of about ten or a dozen players for most of the season, uh, and there was so many guys who didn't just miss you know one or two weeks; they missed four or five uh, and that's you know that's half your season so that, that makes things incredibly difficult so they were they were always going to be up against it the the, the Rays are, you know haven't really changed their structure at all they're still the four North Shore clubs and, and yes a few a few players from those clubs have gone you know there's a few with the Eagles and there's a few with the Rams this year but generally speaking it, the joint venture is still is still pretty solid they haven't really changed anything there so you know the They've had that continuity, if you like, but they had a huge turnover of players this year, and, and that certainly didn't mm. help. Um, you know, New South Wales country. Um, you, know, you mentioned the Ben Darwin's thoughts on on cohesion, all that. Um, New South yeah. Wales country had 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 similar to, to Queensland country. They had eighteen and nineteen come over from last year's squad, and um, and yeah, it just didn't quite just didn't quite go for them. But I was I was thinking this, thinking of this question ahead of time, and. I reckon the way the, the New South Wales sides have gone is pretty is about right when you consider how what the Waratahs did this year, and, yep. and then when you think about the Waratahs, then and then take out the Wallaby contingent from there, and, and regardless of what you think about those selections, what's left from the Wallaby from the Waratahs squad minus the Wallabies is you know uh, a group of Super Rugby bench players, I suppose, and then you take out. A few guys that that didn't play didn't play a lot of Super Rugby and didn't play any NRC and I'm thinking of guys like Matt Lucas um, mm. and um, and I can't think of someone else straight away, straight away but you know so, so those those bit part Waratahs players who played a lot of Sydney club rugby aren't necessarily that far in front of yeah. the club guys they yeah. were playing with so yeah. all in all I think. The three, the three Sydney sides have, the three New South Wales sides have done about as, 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 as well as they probably could have. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a really good point, and, and we might talk a little bit at the end of this about where we think you know these clubs will go. I, I do want to say a couple of things. You know, again, a New South Wales country odd season, but they toughed it out and they, they never really thrashed anyone, yeah. which is you know they just they battled mm-hmm. hard. But again. Complete kudos to the guys for for taking the game. So you know where'd they go? They they went to Orange, 
they went to Tamworth. Yeah. Um, went to Armadale. Armadale. Goulburn. Yeah, oh, Goulburn. Yeah. So, again, yeah. you know, full credit to the team and the organisations yeah. behind them for, for genuinely taking him. I mean, Queensland Country yeah. have got a connection with Bond Juni, so they play there. They they went to Ipswich, which isn't a massive trip. They went to Noosa, which is a delight. But, you know, New South Country really embraced <laughs> yeah. it, and I, I think full credit to them. The other guys are the Rams. Now, you know, the Rams... You know, were a bit of a personal favourite of mine last year and, and as much because they are the underdogs and what they achieved. And I was a little bit cautious about them this year because it all seemed to change and all of a sudden they're the greater Sydney Rams and it was very Eastwood focused. But I must say, I thought they did a an outstanding uh, um, off-field yeah. effort in terms of trying to engage and, and, and promote the game and, and the team and all that sort of stuff, at least in that region. And it looked like they did all right with the, the crowds. I mean, Nick, I think you went to most of their games. Um but that, yeah. you know, that social media, they're more present than previously, and I think they seem to do a, a pretty good job for them as well. Yeah, the, so yeah, I thought the Rams, because, I mean, it was a huge... Cha- they went through a huge amount of changes, actually quite close to the season uh, starting. Mm-hmm. So the, the, amount, the, the fact that they pulled so much together and, and, and did so much, I thought was a real testament to, to the management. Particularly, I thought, that particularly that Drua game, that and Drua game that they had, that crowd... You know, it's been, you know, I, I, to see T.G. Milner that full and that rocking was was wonderful. Just because it was, it's such a wonderful, it's such a beautiful ground, and to see, you know, so many people there and really embracing kind of the culture and really embracing the the vibe of the game and the fact they had all those warm up games as well beforehand, I thought was a real testament to the Rams management. And you know, I, I, I will also like highlight that as well, Reg. Well, again, kudos to. You know, they may have. You know, the teams may have really kind of uh, struggled, but you know, I from a, a trying to engage the community, I thought you know, again, New South Wales country going out to those places was fantastic. It was also great that you know the community got behind, you know, a lot of those games too, particularly in the country. You know, at the Rams games, um, even the Rays, they actually they they played one or two. I think they played a game out of Macquarie, uh, Macquarie Uni, yeah, which right. was a yeah. which was a first. They teamed up with the, with the Sevens, and they actually had a, a pretty good crowd there too. Um, so you know they the t- they actually really kind of did. There was always, like, there was a sense they were really trying to push the community rugby angle this year, um, kind of much more than you know. Oh, in past years where it was always like you've got a lot of Super Rugby players and players of tomorrow. They this year it seemed to be much more focused about. The community, and I think going forward, that's a great angle that the NRC should push. Should push because it's a competition that complements club rugby. It's a competition that really yeah, that bridges pathways, and that's great. That's what it should do. Yeah. Okay. So just quickly, guys. I, you know, this is a long podcast, and it's probably just going to be us three <laughs> listening to it at the end anyway. But um, so the future of the uh, maybe we we'll talk about this later. But you know what. There's been talk even, and I don't know how solid, but even New South Wales cutting another team, so they go down to two. Is that right? Should we be sticking with this three-team model? Any changes you think they should be doing, Brett, with these with the model in, in New South Wales? Um, I'd I'd be disappointed if they if they did. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest because I because I think the the, the NRC has done uh, a, a lot to try and you know get that proper national footprint and and you know and we and we know that. A, a huge chunk of the Australian playing base comes out of Brisbane and particularly Sydney, and, and the NRC should reflect that. And so I think uh, I'd, I'd be disappointed if they went back to, to, to two teams because, 
you know, if people are talking about not being sure which team which team in Sydney to, to support now, then you know, what's the what's what's what, what's going to be the the mix if they go back to two? Is it just going to be a North Harbour South Harbour yeah. type type thing? And in which case, yeah. then what what happens to the New South Wales Country Connection? But but um, you know, it, 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 for for example, or or opposite, uh, you know, or, or, or the other, the other way of looking at it, if if it just becomes a uh, you know, a Sydney Metro and New South Wales yeah. country, then you know, how does you know four million people you know, yeah. connect with one one NRC team? I think that would be a little bit uh, that would be a bit of a backward step. So, I, look, I, I think um, I think the what what I would like to see is the, is the Waratahs get a lot more involved, and and we gave them credit this time last year because it really felt like they yeah. were behind yep. the three teams, but this year it Nothing. really feels like they've fallen off that. Yep. They've really fallen off that, and I and I, 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 I don't know I don't know how I've been managing to get these these Waratahs emails and newsletters over the last few uh, few months, but there's been times in that where there's been an update on you know where, where the Waratahs preps for 2018 are going and uh, you know, what the women's comps doing and and how the schoolboys comps finished up and there's been you know two NRC games in Sydney that weekend and they didn't even get a mention yeah right and okay. that that just that, you considering the way the other four states have seen the NRC as such a crucial part of the of the professional pathways you know once again it's 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 New South Wales letting things down and 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 so often we see you know the issues with Australian rugby seem to so often be boiled down to, to New South Wales and Sydney problems in particular, and so I, I'd hate to see it go back to to um, to, to two teams because I think nine is about the right yeah. size with with Fiji mm. in it. So um, you know it's a there's a, yeah there's there's a lot of there's a lot of improvements, and I'm sure we've got thoughts on um, on on where the comp can go, but. Yeah, you know, I'd, 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 I think that's the big one that, that can happen. If, if, if New South Wales and the Waratahs particularly are, are, are more involved and, and, and more proactive with maybe how they, how they spread the players a bit, um, you know, then, then that's got to, got to include. There's, there's guys in, in the Waratahs squad for 2017 that didn't play a game in the NRC. And I don't, and I presume they're injured. I don't yeah, know, but. Yeah, that's a but, good point. You know, we, 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 we don't know where these guys are. Where's this young, uh, yeah, I don't know. This Matt Sandell, who's this, Long-term prop, young prop. Uh, yeah, like he should be playing. This is the, he should be Taniola too. Yeah, right? you know he Brad, should be playing Brad every Wil- game. Brad Wilkins, another yeah. one. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe they're injured. You're right. Um, yeah. Look, lads, let's move on to question four. Um, and I just want to go through each team, and I want to, you know, your standout player, your surprise of the season, and your disappointment for for each team. So we'll just kind of round table it and go through, and we can have a quick comment on, it, on each of them, and there might be some double ups. And, and no, Brett, you're involved in in the team of the season uh, on the rugby. Yeah. Uh, what are they now? Rugby Australia website, and yeah, also I think, you've got, I, think, you, yeah. I think you've got an article coming out tomorrow, which might talk about some of the, 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 the big performers as well. So, you know, we might cover off on those as we go. So so let's start. I'm, I'm going to do this geographically. We've kind of done Fiji. Um, let's start with Brisbane City, and I'll start because I... Uh, because, you know, I am Mr. Queensland. Um, uh, and from a from standout surprise disappointment, I'm going for... Uh, and they had a mixed season, Brisbane. Not, not, not a lot there. I know they just missed out. But I'm going for Luke Antui. Um, you know, obviously, I think on the back of his, uh, you know, really good Super Rugby season. But I thought his... Any time he played for Brisbane, he just showed what a, what a fantastic player he uh, is and, and how much development he, he has you know, come along and, 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 you know, we'll continue to see that development and he's gone the way to the Wallabies, which is great 
fantastic. Surprise, I just shouldn't be surprised. Um, Ed Fidel, the, the winger, was yeah. um, he was fantastic for mm. West this year. You know, he's capped by Samoa in the sevens, but he was electric. And it was that first game, I think, he scored three tries. And Junior Lalawifi, who we didn't see into the last game of the season, I sort of, it was almost like there's a new fresh prince in town. But uh, Fido was, was great to watch. And my disappointment was quite, you know, I, I thought uh, he had moments, but he really should be, you know, tearing this competition apart. I know he missed games with the Barbarians and I know he missed another for a personal reason, but, um, and I, I think I gave him man of the match in one of the games I saw, but, you know, if he's to be the backup fly half, if he's to be the Reds fly half next year, he should have been tearing this competition apart. So there's my three for Brisbane. Uh, Nick, let's go to you. Any additions, changes, uh, your own perspective? Um, on Brisbane? Yeah. Or just kind of just in general? Brisbane. Yeah, well, my kind of highlight you know, watching the uh, watching Brisbane City, you know, there was... I really was impressed by kind of the forwards of Brisbane City, so kind of seeing, um, like, particularly the loose forwards, Adam Korzak, Reese Hewitt, I thought um, had, a, had a really solid season. Um, kind of a high... Like, kind of the real standout for me um, was uh, kind of, like, watching... Watching Brisbane City was like I love the culture that they that, that they have the culture that they bring they really the hit like I really think that Queensland have done their NRC teams really well yeah um, creating a divide the Reds manage it there's a real that you really get a sense of history between the 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 their current incarnations are a great history between it I thought their their, their season started off in great fashion against Fiji I think obviously the big disappointment for them is losing Andy to uh, to Queensland Country. Um, even though it was a great match, but you know, I, can't, I think it was a, a, I think you know, I reckon Brisbane City would be pretty disappointed to lose that because uh, they've held it since the start of the, uh, since the entire the entire history of the competition. I've just worked out what you're talking about. You're you the Andy person. Andy Cup, Cup. Cup. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What do you? Was there a mid-season transfer or something that I missed? <laughs> no, no, yeah, it, no. You've got to come Sorry. up. You've got, we've got to come up with nicknames for every single tro- every single yeah. trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Andy the Robo, the, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> the Robo Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, Reg, I'll, I'll, yep. I'll j- jump in. I, I completely agree with Ed, F- Ed Fido. Uh, completely agree about Luke Antui. He he narrowly missed the uh, the Rugby dot com yeah, team of the year. Yep. I can tell you that. Um, the disappointment I'll say, um, and I I sort of agree with what you're saying about Quade Cooper because for much of the same reason. I was disappointed in Kane Douglas. Yep. yep. I, I thought he, he was he was he was dropped from the Wallaby squad and basically told to go back to the NRC and find some form and get some game time. And I don't know that he did the former. Yep. He played definitely, but he again, you know, at this level, he he made a lot of tackles in games, but I I, I was just underwhelmed, particularly in games where he was next to to, to Luke Antui. That that just showed the difference between the two of them. Yep, good call, good call. All right, let's move to Queensland Country. We've t- spoken a bit about them, um, so we don't need to sort of repeat what we've said. Duncan Payo is my standout. Uh, I think I've said yeah, it all there. Great. The surprise for me was yeah. for Wayo Sortia, um, a player yeah. we've known for a long time. I think he's six or seven years in professional rugby. I've probably been you know, a, a bit of a critic of his um, but it, he was fantastic this season and, and legitimately surprised me by how good and the skills he displayed and I'm quite excited about his potential moving forward and a disappointment this is hard in a team that uh, holistically played very well but Ed Nabuli, you know I, I probably expected a little bit yeah. more of him in this level I, you know not every dime the ball went his way but he um, 
Uh, I just thought he didn't have the impact on some games that he that he could have. Um, anything else, lads? Brett, you got anything else in yeah. Queensland country? No, no. I think I think that's I think that's a that's a, that's a pretty good pretty good call all the way through. And 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 Payawa, we we know that the NRC Player of the Year will be named oh, course, on Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And we and we know that it is a player in in one of the grand final teams. Yep. Um, so if it's not Payawa, it's Probably Rob Valentini was the, is yep. the argument I'm, I'm, I make on the Raw tomorrow, uh, but he's been absolutely fantastic. Agreed. Mm-hmm. A- anything more, Nick, to add there? Or? Oh, just a, I reckon, like, standout for me in that team was, uh, you know, Pay Hour and, and, and uh, you also got Pay Hour and, and Tupou, but I was really impressed with James Tuttle this year yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, as, a senior, as a senior member of that team, you know, Todd. <laughs> You know, I thought from his role in halfback, he com- he really commanded the. Uh, you know, he really he did a fantastic job. He's really grown into that role very well in that team, and I think you know he he deserves a special mention too. Yeah, that's great. And I know uh, one of our listeners, Ben Mazik, um, the legend up here, is, you know, Harry Hawkins, Angus Blythe, all, the, all those young guys, uh, Liam Ryan, yeah. Scott Young too. So yep, lots there. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move into New South Wales. Uh, we'll start with the Eagles. Um. The standout, and he was probably my surprise too, but I'll say my standout was um, was Tyler Adams at fly half. I, I yeah. thought he was exceptional. Yeah. Um, the surprise was I went with Alex Newsom. You know, I, he's been good, but I, I think this year he in the NRC he really showed how good. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and the disappointment was probably Andrew Callaway, who just seems to be struggling a bit. I don't yeah. know if his games developed to where it could should have been, um, but he, he you know. He, he's not quite where the, his potential could be at the moment, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's yeah, like that's that's good calls all around. I'll uh, Tom Staniforth was yes. was yeah. fantastic, and he yeah, he, he's he's, he's, he's always had that high work rate, but but again, I was I was surprised at how how willing he was to um, to to, ta- to to take that to to a new level. And there was a there was an element of you know wanting to prove. Improve himself a bit. He's, he's played for the Eagles before, but but this year he's going into a Waratahs yeah. uh, pre-season in camp. So, you know, he was he was really I think wanting to uh, wanting to prove himself in front of um, in, in front of plenty of teammates, of future teammates. So you know, I was really really impressed with him, and I was I, I was I was really really pleased that that Sam Ward had a really strong season yeah, for them yeah, at number eight yeah. as well. He's, he's had a had a had a tough year for for very obvious reasons, and he. He showed. I mean, he's, he's certainly not out of out of uh, out of out, out of his out of his depth at that level, and he, and he more than, more than held his own in the, in the Barbarians games. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Uh, Nick, anything else from an Eagles perspective? Yeah, one. I, I think kind of the highlight for me was the real pairing that Jake Gordon had with uh, like because like you mentioned Taylor Adams as well, but those mm. two played really well together, and I thought you know it'd be great to see them going forward. You know, if they both ended up in the Waratahs squad. Um, kind of, and we saw a lot more of them in that squad. I reckon that'll be a really great uh, side to see for them going forward. Same again, though, about disappointed. I was, I was really expecting a lot from Andrew Callaway this uh, this mm. year, and uh, he he kind of seemed a bit anonymous in the end. Kind of really mm. didn't look like he, he didn't Con- really get to leave an imprint on the game. Considering considering the way he he starred in the first season of the NRC, yeah. um, mm. it's 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 been it's been a bit a little bit disappointing since then. Yep, mm. all right. Let's move to the Sydney Rays, lads. And um, my standout was, and this was actually David Dooling tweeted us and, and had the same. Uh, this was uh, the yeah, big winger, Latu Latunapulu, um, if, if that's even close to how it's pronounced. But he had an injury hit season 
but uh, you know just took the competition by storm early on I think what did he scored a couple I'm just trying to look through my stats here a couple in the first game uh, he played the race played versus the Rams and then backed up the next week versus Melbourne and scored three then um, but was just you know just a dynamic force uh, out in the wing mm-hmm. for the race um, my surprise packet was uh, later in the season we saw Harry Nusifora step up the Australian under 20s half-back. Yeah, and, and I thought, he was really good. Yeah, I thought he yeah. really added to the team. I don't think there's any coincidence that he sort of came into that team when they had that sort of resurgence against Perth and, and yeah. uh, the Rays he scored, I think, versus... Uh, was it versus... Uh, yeah, versus... Um, Perth, against a Perth he scored two, yeah. yeah a yeah. great try. So, yeah, he was really good. Uh, and, and my disappointments, and the, you know, similar to, I guess, the Quaid, probably obviously not on the same level, the, the Bryce Hegarty's and Sam Lane's, you know, this is the competitions where I think, yeah, yeah probably more so Bryce, a Waratah contract, and I know there's injury there, but, you know, you want those guys really sort of stepping up and, and, and sort of proving themselves and getting really valuable playmaking time, um, which I don't mm. think we saw of them. Um, and again, great, Sam, yep. Sam, Lane's a, Sam Lane's a great example of of, of raised guys that missed four and five games yeah, in the middle exactly. of the season. He, yeah. he played like he started the first couple and then came off the bench in the last couple and that was basically all we all we saw of him. I, I thought Damien Fitzpatrick had a fantastic yes, season. Yep. He, he lead, yes, leads that team so, so yeah. well. He, he was really really good. Um, and I was really pleased to see um, Ira Simone find yes, find a bit of form towards the end, the end of it. This yep. time last year. Everyone was screaming out yes. for him to go on the spring tour. Yes, and he right. sort of had a, he had a, he had, right. he had a bit of, had a rough year, I think, going up to yeah. Super Rugby and then mm. and then uh, and then coming back. So I was really pleased to see him find um, find a little bit of form and uh, and yeah, I, I'd probably I'd probably agree with you. Your, your injury to I, I thought their I thought their pack was was a little bit disappointing. That again, this, it was heavily injury affected. There was so much yeah. change. I'd, I'd be surprised if the Rays fielded the same yeah. fifteen. Ever absolutely, um, and you could probably say that about a few teams, I suppose. Yeah, mm. yeah. So for me, for me, I was I was really impressed with Damien Fitzpatrick as well. The the kind of the one that surprised me a bit, which was kind of early on, was um uh, was Josh Turner in the full. Yeah, uh, yeah, playing yeah, 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 he was good. He, yeah, he, was good. Yeah, he, he had a couple of really great games. He he, he literally was the because I think the Rays really in the early stages of their game against the Rams were were really up in it and were looking fantastic. And I think that was all pretty much due to the work of Josh Turner. You know, he's, yeah. I reckon, you know, he's a good find. Um, give him give him a couple of years. He could really develop into something special. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention, I'll just mention Tom Connor here as yeah. well. Played no, just yeah, fantastic that. games on, on the side of the scrum. But yep. he's he's a real sevens prospect yeah. and, and, uh, and, and played... Uh, actually played a sevens tournament toward the the end yeah. there. I think he missed yeah, he the last did. game yeah. or two. Yeah. But he um he also I'm I'm sure he's played he played in a game somewhere recently at outside centre. Oh really? <laughs> so he's he's got he's got some he's got some vers- versatility about him. So oh, right. uh, yeah yeah he he was really good. Sensational. Mm. All right, let's look uh, go west, young man, and look at the Rams. Um, uh, I think the standout mm. and. It was Hugh Roach from my perspective. I, he he yep. was he was uh, fantastic. Similar to what you say about Damon Fitzpatrick, Roach was with the Rams there. Um, the surprise packet from my perspective um, was one of I thought one of their most consistent performers. And I think he played most games sometimes in the at lock, sometimes in the in the back row. Was a- Albert. To issue, um, no, to yeah, to, to issue, yeah. yeah, that's right. I thought he was yep. sensational. Every game I saw him play, yep. um, he was he was making huge meters, big runs, um, and, and uh, you know very solid defensively as well. 
Um, and then my disappointment was not seeing enough of Josh Holmes. You know, I, you know that yeah. first game they played, yeah. he was just brilliant, mm. and I thought his combination with Mac Mason could have been anything. But then he, yeah. he did, did his hammy scoring a try or not scoring a try late in that game, and, and we never saw him again. That was a real disappointment for me. Yeah. No, that's, mm. that's, a, that's a good call. Yeah, look, mate, Mason was was probably my, my standout for, um, for for the Rams. I just thought there's just he's just got so much time on the ball. It yeah. just looks fantastic. And 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 they had some pretty consistent performers. I'm glad performers. I'm glad you mentioned Hugh Roach. Look, Jed Holloway had a, yes. finished it pretty well. He missed a couple of games early on, but he but he finished the season really well. Um, and 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 someone like like Cam Bailey, the fullback, yes. was, yes. was probably, yeah. probably a surprise. He you know, good under the high ball, had a really good clearing kick on him, had a great turn of speed as well. So, um, yeah, and again, I haven't watched a lot of Shoot Shield this year, uh, but but he was, yeah, he was he was really good. Well, yeah, and I was going to before you jump in, the Nick, that the game you you mentioned previously, I thought one of the Rams' best performance was when they lost to the Drua. Um, but you know, pre-game, you know, they didn't have Jed Holloway, they didn't have Mac Mason, they didn't have Tekeli Naravore. They mm. they released a few stars, and I thought Bailey was great. Ben Cotton was the other winger in that game. I thought played really well. Yeah, so, yeah, there was some some really good performances there. Sorry, Nick, uh, the, the Rams from your perspective. This is basically your team. I think you saw most of their matches, at least their home games. Yeah, I was well. There were so many real. There were so many great individual performances in this team this year that were really consistent. I mean, we've already mentioned Hugh Roach, Jed Holloway um, was also fantastic. Um, the, the the kind of the, the loose forward that stood out for me was Katoni Katoni Ali. I thought he was yeah. he had a couple of really great games. Um, really great talent for me though. The really big the pick of the the, the guys that really stood out. Um, you know, as, a, as an up and coming, uh, up and coming, you know, uh, force in in that team, Dennis Pili Gaitau. Yeah, I he, thought yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he was he was phenomenal. You know, like he, like because I think if you could say you could you could say that in a lot of the games, a lot a lot of the time, it, it came down to in the at the end of it all, the Rams backline just running out of steam, and um, that always kind of proved to be a like a, a weak link in 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 their in their in their team, but. I could never fault the effort that Pili Gaitau put in. He was like he was head, he was head and shoulders um, playing well in that in that side. Probably the biggest disappointment of that team of of, of the Rams was I I really thought Tequila Nayavoro in the games that he played could have added a bit more to that. Uh, you know, because because I think when the games that he didn't play, I think Stu Dunbar jumped yeah, in yeah. onto the other side and, and he did was a great, great job. Yeah. You know, he was fantastic. He, he, you know, he was like, he was so unpredictable. And I thought he had more of an X factor that that Nayavoro had playing out yeah. on the wing. And I thought, yeah, you know, I thought that, you know, obviously Nayavoro scored a couple of fantastic tries and and did what he always did, borrowing, uh, smashing people and bar- and pushing them all over the line. But I thought, you know, for the talent that he's got, he could have. I think I reckon he could have had more of an impact for the for the Rams. Yeah, no, excellent call. I agree with that. All right, let's moving on to the other grand finalists, the minor premiers, the Vikings. Um, Brett, I hate to steal your thunder, but I'll go again uh, first. So, standout <laughs> Rob Valentini was just yeah. sensational. I'm really excited about this guy um, coming through, and, and you know he answers a few positions of questionable depth in Australian rugby at the moment. Um, and just how, what the Brumbies do with them next year with Nasirani and Pocock around, and uh, and Tom Cusack and a few others. It's it's yeah, it's a great great problem to have. Um, my surprise packet was Jim, Tom Cusack, to be honest. I I didn't know how good he was at 15s, and and I just thought he um, fitted into that side so well. And in fact, his leadership was was 
sensational. You could yeah. see the impact he was having on his team. I thought he was fantastic for the Vikings. And my only disappointment, and much like the Queensland country, this is a real stretch, my only disappointment was Falau Fienga, not for his play, but he's a bit of a head patter. He doesn't mind head patting the opposition oh. when they make a mistake, and I, I hate that, the Justin Hodges type stuff. And I, 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 it just really riled me early on. But, you know, that's probably my only disappointment. I thought they were pretty good all round. Um, what about you, mate, Brett? No, that's, no, that's, that's good. Look, yeah, look, Val, is the obvious standout and the surprise because I, yeah. he, this, this is gonna, this is gonna blow your mind, Reg. He is, he is a month past his 19th birthday. Oh, no way. Seriously? That's, yeah, that's yeah. nuts. He turned, he, turned, he turned 19. No, actually, I beg your pardon. It's two months. He turned 19 early September. Wow. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Wow. So I, I saw I saw a little bit of him um, you know, in the under-20s this yeah. year and, uh, and, and, and a little bit of him doing some uh, some club games down here this year. But... It, it, even even at club level, he was he wasn't playing anything like like how he's playing at the moment. It's just absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, completely agree with that. I'm absolutely glad you mentioned Tom Cusack's leadership because it's been fantastic. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll give Ben Johnston yeah um, yep, good call. A, a, a bit of a bit of a shout. He, he he's a he's a bit of a veteran in this side. He's he's in his early 30s. He's been been playing playing for Royals down here for a long time. He played for the Vikings in the NRC. Not last year, maybe the year before, maybe the first two seasons. He right. played played a few games off the bench, and 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 I was just saying to, to Tim Sampson this week that when I saw him named this week, and he's the Royals captain as well, but when I saw him named in the squad this year, I thought he you know, he'd be he'd be good to have in the squad. You know, he might be handy off the bench for a couple of games. I did not expect him to start yeah, starting right, all okay. eight, yep. and, and he's been absolutely fantastic. So yep. uh, agree there. Um, my only real disappointment, and it's probably. It's it's you know I, I thought Robbie Abel might have he yeah, started the first point. couple of games yep. Yep. and and just sort of dropped off and that allowed Falau Fainga to um to, to start and and that allowed him to play well enough to to, to join a Wallaby squad yeah. so uh, that's it's nitpicking realistically but yeah that's a good shout uh, what about you Nick anything additionally for the Vikings. Yeah, I regret gonna like. I was obviously completely agree with you about uh, Valentini. I thought he was great. I, I, another one that stood out for me was uh, Tom Banks. Had a couple of really good yeah, games out in right. out in for the back as well. I thought he was really he was really solid. And um, I thought Blake Enover actually when uh, you know he didn't yeah. play. I don't think he played in the semi final. I think he was out. Um, but you know throughout throughout much of the regular season he was. I thought he was really good. I hope he. I don't know if he's back for the final. He's, he's, he's with the Wallabies. No, he's, 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 he's in with the, the Wallabies, UK, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the Wallabies and, now. And, oh yeah. god. Yeah. And on <laughs> and on that topic, on that topic, Blake Enver was the one that pipped Luke Antui for the for the team of the year. Oh right. In, okay. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Year, so, um, and and in that we, they 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 both appeared in the in the in the team of the week the same number of times. Oh, okay, um, yeah. yeah, they both ended up with the Wallabies squad, and we, and we basically just said. Enova ultimately has played himself into, into the Wallaby squad yeah. because of his NRC form. So that was how we split him. Nice, nice. Um, all right, let's keep going south and we'll go to the Melbourne Rising who finished the season uh, bottom of the ladder um, and um, just the one win uh, for them. So uh, the standout was Jack Maddox, I, I felt, who um, yeah. also played himself into the Wallaby squad, albeit as a development player, the, the fullback who we've heard a lot about from his potential, but, uh, you know, Washington Buddha in the under-20s this year, and he was fantastic every match I saw him play. The surprise 
package uh, for me surprise um, was probably both. I, I'm going to bracket them with the halves: Goddard and McGregor. Uh, um, yep. Yeah, Harrison Goddard, who I hadn't seen much of all, I thought was fantastic. Jack McGregor, I saw most this season, and I thought those two separately and together were really exciting. Uh, and then just disappointment, the team themselves. I mean, that was, you know, I think I said early on in the season they're playing better than they're than where their positioning are, where their position was. But by the end of the season, they were playing as badly as where their position was. I, I, it was a real yeah. shame to see them. And they, after that epic first season when they went through undefeated and then lost in the finals, they've sort of gone down every year and have been pretty terrible this year, which is a shame. Albeit yeah. an extremely young squad, but still disappointing. Mm. Um, Brett? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all those all those picks. Um, McGregor was was fantastic, and he was he was definitely a surprise for me because I've I'd not seen a lot of him before. Maddox we knew a little bit about, so so they were great. And for a bit of a left left field disappointment, um, my my disappointment is not about a player in particular, but it's for Zane Hilton, who is genuinely yeah. one of the nicest blokes yep. in um, in in Australian rugby. And uh, yeah, I I, I haven't spoken to Zane for, for, for a good few weeks now uh, I'm not sure where he is for next year with the with the change of regime at the at the at the, uh, at the rebels but my, my fear is that you know a combination of the, of the rebels this year and maybe the rising might you know might ultimately force him out for next year and, yeah. and I'd, I'd just you know, I, that, obviously you know effectively merging two teams in, in the one is going to have some casualties but I'm you know I'd, I'm just I'm just really disappointed I'm disappointed that Zane might be one of them yeah, okay, good call. As, yeah. as, as for me, like, yeah, I mean, the rising, I just find it amazing. In this year, the, both, um, the, both the, the combined total of the Rebels and the rising, they only won two matches. Like, <laughs> they only won, oh. like, I, I mean, if you think it was bad for everyone in Australia in, in general, I mean, God, I'd hate to, like, I feel sorry for fans in Victoria. Only yeah. two wins in the entire year. That's, oh, God. <laughs> You got, be, and, like, and, you got fans of Western Australia at just erupting. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 the, and the game, the game, the Rising did win over the the Rams down in Melbourne. When was that round four or five? Was was oh, a really yeah. really solid win was too. Good, yeah. Was. The, their wingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do agree very much with Reg. I thought the Rising, like they were a young team, but they had so much potential and they were playing so well. I mean, I was really impressed with their performance against Fiji. They really. Threw yep. it out there. They were, you know, they they had a tough. They had it. It was a. T- they were coming up against a really strong outfit, and they threw everything at that match. And it was, mm. you know, and full credit to them. But I do agree that by the end of it, they'd kind of really lost. They really were playing. They weren't really playing very good, very good rugby. I do agree. You know, my highlight definitely is is Jack Maddox as well. But my disappointment, the Petty Tamani. Yeah. Yeah. Where was oh, he? Oh yeah, good call. Where good was Lepetti Tamani? Like, yep. he, I think because yeah. I think you know, once again, talking about going down into the, like being sent down to the NRC to, you know, to find some form to get back into the Wallabies. What happened? Whatever yeah. happened? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think I said it to you a few weeks ago, Reg. Yeah. I, think, I think he's the luckiest bloke in in the UK at the moment. Yeah, Lepetti yeah. Tamani. I'd, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. he's had a really. I think he's had a really disappointing year. Good point. I look, and I'm just looking at one of those teams, and I think you're bang on there, Nick. But you just remind me of that Rams game, and one of the stars of that game was that their what is he 18, the winger Samisi Tupo, um, who oh, yeah. just looks incredible talent. So um, another young teenage star. So look, you got that to cling on to Melbourne. Um, let's move out west, and the spirit uh, who. Uh, uh, we saw just get knocked out last week. So again, I, I think Player of the Year is probably 
fairly consistent or interesting year. Is that Izzy Nasirani and and just wonderful to see him after having such a great NRC last year for Brisbane and a really good Super Rugby to, to continue that form. I can't wait to the the moment he's a Wallaby eligible. Um, my surprise packet and and probably my most improved player of the season is Richie Arnold. Uh, he yeah, he cool. blew my mind this season how good he became and and he is looking. I was going to say looks more and more like his brother, which is obvious. He's a twin, but he, you know he, he, he can't be. You know he can't be far away from higher honours. I thought you know his his skills and three trials in the weekend. And in fact, I'll tell you another little one about Richie. I just closed down my file, um, but he, you know, is three tries in the last. Yeah, you know, sorry, five tries in the last three games. So you know he, he's a, a super talent. Um, and, and we're just seeing all aspects of his game. Um, and my only disappointment, I, you know, I found this hard. You know, there's a few things you could probably say. Richard Hardwick's injury, you know, similar to the Josh Holmes one, mm. Hardwick played early. And it, again, I'm a big fan of Hardwick's, but I want to see him play more rugby. And it was a mm. shame he, he missed pretty much all this season by one game because it's again, you know, he was he won what he won the play of the grand final last year. It, I would love to see his game go an extra step and see more of him this year. Um, Brett, what about you, mate? Yeah, no, you've you've pretty you've pretty well nailed my um, my my surprise my surprise and standout certainly. Yep. Um, uh, for a bit of a, I, I was a little bit underwhelmed by Chance Penny in the end. Yep, I thought he might have, uh, considering how how well he had played um, at Super Rugby level, I thought he might have really carved it up in the NRC and he started well enough, but um, that their back half of the season, I thought he was just a little bit quiet. But again, that's. Um, that's probably a little bit of a nitpicking. Um, yeah, I thought uh, Matt Phillip was outstanding yeah, to start the point. year. Yep. Nicerani mm. was Nicerani was nice and um, uh, nice and consistent throughout. Uh, and yeah, Richie Arnold was was the absolute surprise fact. I, I hope he gets picked up somewhere yeah. next year. I, I my fear is that I think the lock numbers around the country are pretty well locked in. No pun intended, but yeah, he's, he's too. He's, he's he's too good a player to and and you know this is the argument about four or five teams I suppose he's he's too good a player not to be playing Super Rugby I think now yeah particularly when you got the Rebels signing Jeff Parling and I know that happened before this happened yeah but again you know, that's I, a really good call I said it then and I you know maintained it I, yeah. just a dumb dumb you know rule I, I think mm. it's ridiculous um, Nick sorry mate what about you so yeah kind of finishing off I was really impressed with uh, Michael Ruru. This, uh, yeah. this year for the for, for the spirit. Yeah. I thought, you know, because I remember, you know, seeing him, you know, uh, playing in the NRC last year, and I thought, what an incredible 12 months he's had. You know, the step up he had to make to the force um, really kind of established himself very well as a player there, and then now to take on skipper duties, you know, for the spirit and really lead them really well, really solidly around the park. You know, I thought he had a wonderful season, uh, wonderful season for the piggies. It was good. Yeah, great, cool. Reg, Reg I, yeah, I might on. just, I might just finish. I've mentioned, I mentioned a couple of guys that we that we picked. I might yeah. just quickly mention that that team of the year that, yeah, we, that we end up picking for for rugby.com.au in in the end. The front row we decided on in the end was Far Lele Sioni from the from the Vikings, Hugh Roach, and Taniela Tupo was basically the first first name picked. Um, Matt Phillip and Blake Enver were the were the locks. Um, uh, Rob Valentini, Tom Cusack. E.C. Nicerani in the back row. Uh, Ruru and Hamish Stewart from Queensland Country yeah, with, the, with yep. the halves. Uh, Ed Fido on the left wing. Duncan Payawa inside. Chris Fayoua-Setia at outside. Filippo Dalgunu uh, at 
on the right wing and the most contentious pick was at fullback where in the end among much debate we just gave it to Jack Maddox on the back of splitting with Tom Banks on the back of that again he literally played himself onto a Wallabies tour yeah right yeah mm. tough one so, a lot of tough decisions yeah yeah it was so pretty pretty good side um, some really good good uh, and, and, and again you know so, so Tom Banks has missed out um uh, Tom Staniforth has missed out. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Andrew Reddy's missed out, who I thought had a, had a really good season yep. for, um, for, uh, for Brisbane City. So, yeah, there's some pretty handy handy players who had decent seasons well, who have missed just, out. Just thank your lucky stars, you ruled the Fiji Drawer players ineligible because, you know, you tried fitting in Vocker this and Nathibi yeah. and, you know, Stewart into well, that team. Yeah, John, John John Stewart in in any other season would probably have walked into the centres. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and unfortunately, yeah, yeah. All right, lads. Um, we do have a question to go, and I think officially our podcast is our rugby podcast is now longer than a game of rugby, so which is always a, <laughs> an interesting perspective. But we need to get to this, this last. Is, this is all just a just a test to see whether Matt and Hugh are listening from, <laughs> from Tuesday night, isn't it? Not a chance. Um, so they, they did ask a question on their podcast. Um, has the NRC finally come of age? And our question was sort of generic. Where to from here? But I, I guess it's a mishmash from now. From my perspective, and I'll be interested in your guys' perspective, and we don't have to go too long, this was the best season of NRC there's been. You know, the, the Fiji inclusion, mm-hmm. I think the quality of rugby was higher. I think, I mean, there were still a few blowouts, but it didn't seem as loose as previously. The, the defence was still pretty damn strong, and we saw some fantastic physical tight contests. Um, I just thought the standard of play was higher, um, and I, I, what we saw, I thought, was a better product. Um, still, we didn't see crowds. Um, the viewer numbers I hear anecdotally went up, and that you know some interesting numbers were tweeted. Although it was never really, uh, um, uh, never sort of came through on the the ratings we saw. Um, I've, I've got real concerns about where the competition's going. Yeah, the the I've got a, a broad feeling that there is just too much content. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, 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 it, yeah. You know, we've got. Super Rugby, we've got NRC, we've got the Wallabies, we're gonna, we've got Sevens we're trying to promote of all different levels, we've got the Brisbane Thames, we've now apparently got the IPRC in a couple of years' time. Yeah, um, got the Sydney Sevens. Yeah, and there's just so much happening, and, and where yeah. do you look, and there's different teams and different players and different, and it's, you know, it's just really hard, and, you know, the NRC's great quality, the, the ANU Sevens I thought was great quality, and diehards like me will watch it, but for the average punter and the people we're trying to get the money from, it's just getting crowded, and I've got, I've just got concerns about where the NRC is going. I, you know, I, why, why aren't people watching it? You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't get that. It is fantastic footy. I think it's more enjoyable than Super Rugby. Maybe that's harsh. Maybe it's because you know Aussie team wins. Um, I, I think it's a better level than club footy. Um, I just don't get yeah. why people don't watch it. Is it just not the engagement with the team, Brett? I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, look, I, I think they're all, they're all valid really valid questions and, and and you know if you take the question marks off the end of it then that's where the competition needs to go so yeah um cer- certainly uh, you know certainly the, the, there's there's always going to need to be a, a a lift a lift in the crowds and the engagement and, and again i mentioned the waratahs and, and the general feeling around the competition in in, in sydney um i think the teams are doing as good a job 
at promoting themselves as they can on limited budgets and with skeleton yeah. staff, but but they really need a hand from from the Waratahs, and that's where after we saw it last year, the absence of it this year, I think really um, really really hurt. So um, yeah, look, oh, I I absolutely agree with what you're saying about um, about crowds, and and yeah, again, viewing viewing numbers, we're told are, uh, a better we know. I think it was about round seven or eight um, that was reported. That it was a it was actually a record TV ratings for the weekend for the two games, and that would have been uh, you know watching of all the replays and everyone had recorded it and everything like that. It was something like about one hundred and fifty thousand across the two yeah, the, across right. the two uh, two the two games. But mm. neither of the two games on that weekend cracked the top 20 pay TV programs yeah. for the day, so which means they still didn't rate any more than about 40 or 41,000 live. So, you know, even though the viewing numbers were healthy, they're still not huge. So I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to see the stream games more accessible. I, I, and I know I've had conversations with people, uh, you know, reasonably well-placed at Fox Sports who, who have said they would love to be able to make it more accessible as well. They'd love to be able to put them out there on the on the site for free, but you know, even their accountants are trying to find a return from investment, even at this level. So, so it gives you an idea about just how skinny the budgets are. So, um, you know, if we could do something to make those stream games more accessible, whether it's you know removing from the paywall on the website, or, yeah. or at the very least, and, and I mentioned again, I mentioned this, I've mentioned this, I think every year for the last four, for, for goodness sakes, simulcast them. On, on Fox Sports yeah. itself, on, yep. you know, put yeah. them on that Fox Sports More channel. I, I, I can't. There's no reason why it can't happen. It's, I've been told directly. There's no reason why it can't happen. So, that's mm. a big one for me. Um, and you know, I'll, it's just gonna be promotion. I, th- I, I think next year, I, rec- I think the big thing next year might be that we'll 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 get to, to free entry across the competition. And you know, we 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 got there. We're nearly, we're nearly there this year. It's really only the the the, the Sydney teams and and, and Canberra. Did up until this weekend charge admission. I reckon next year free admission across the board will, will would would probably help. And so it's, it's in, just got to be little things like that. Yeah. I can understand. Look, I agree. It'd be fantastic. I can understand New South Wales country needing a charge. I mean, I guess those local clubs have to put up with a lot of the cost of getting the team there. I don't know how that works, but you know, I could understand. You know, that Goulburn, whoever they are, wanting to get a bit of coin out of it. The, Gol- the Goulburn Bulldogs, yeah. Bulldogs, yeah but see, but see, I I went up to that game and and. I think it might. I, I don't think. I think they're only charging per car. Yeah, so right, I think okay. it might have been All like right. ten ten dollars yep. for a car. Whereas of I I know and and you'd probably be able to confirm this, Nick, that 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 the the Rays and the Rams were charging upwards of fifteen and twenty dollars, which I think Jeez, is absolutely outstanding. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. It's this yeah. you know outstanding in a bad way. Yeah, what I mean. Yeah. There also, uh, I I think next year and and again if it's. If there's better promotion across the board, and there's and there's more sponsors involved, and hopefully the state of the standard of rugby this year helps with that. If there's more money across the board, then then maybe the clubs don't need to rely on that, that little bit of revenue they get from the gate. Yeah, exactly mm. right. Mm. Nick, what do you feel? Um, yeah, I've got a, I have kind of a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> I think about this a lot about how how can you actually. You know, make this. How can you make this competition bigger? Like, I kind of try to take it from. Like, you've got to think of it about. And you, it really it comes down to. I think it comes down to money, the budgets, and what the like the product now. It's done everything. The, the, it, 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 the product itself, the games on the field, the the ideas behind it are fantastic. That 
you just have to give people the chance to go and see the games mm. for themselves. It's it, like I think the product itself, you know, it's. I always kind of view that if it's it's if it's going up in popularity, it's turning more heads. It's getting more people go going. I want to go and see a, an NRC game. That's great. I mean, I myself, for like for the last two years, have gone through a cycle of you know, Australian teams play rubbish at Super Rugby. You get depressed um, about the about the whole thing. Then the NRC comes along, and suddenly your faith in rugby is restored. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the following year, you go through the same cycle over and over again. It's um, I think it's it's a, I think it's time that people start to take the competition more seriously, and and I think this is at at not just you know from a fans perspective but also in from an, i think you know like like generally everyone should start mm. taking it more seriously because of how much talent it brings i think you know the ai i think rugby australia views the competition as a you know its its main goal obviously is to develop talent as an in-depth you know building of talent and development competition mm. i think um, and, and I feel like though it doesn't really extend much beyond that I mm. think it's time to maybe start to sell it more as something that can really inspire people to get reinvigorated about rugby mm. um, and, I, and I'm really and, I, and I'm playing devil's advocate for a moment for all our friends in, in WA um, and in typical Hugh fashion I'll say hi to Dave Vessels on the podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, was wondering how we'd get that in good point, well done, well done <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it, but the IPR, the IPRC. I mean, it's 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 being. It's I mean, it's, I think it's being it's playing con, in conjunction to Super Rugby. Yeah. Um, which which was, I'm really and, glad about. Can yeah, I, I, can I add that? Yes, I'm, I am. I'm really was, glad it's not going to be at the back end of the year. Hmm. Yeah, I agree as well. But at the same time, I just thought, imagine what you could do. I mean, if yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, all all credit to Twiggy because he's he's a champion of of Western Australian rugby. And Western Australian rugby does need champions in it. But, you know, he often talks about how you want to improve the game as a whole. And, you know, I feel like when I when I hear that, I go, oh, yeah, you want to champion Western Australian rugby, and that's great. But, you know, the NRC is crying out for, for money and for sponsorship and for, like, if it had that, how much good could it do not just mm. to not just to, to rugby all over the country. Mm. I feel like what it needs, it's time to really push this competition as, um, you know, to put some to put some money into it, to really push it out there as a product. Something like, I mean, that's the reason why competitions like the Big Bash and have done so well, even though, this, even though their seasons last only like, you know, a month or two, much like the NRC. They really push themselves out there. They really present, um, a strong product um, that people want to go and watch, and I think that's what the NRC needs. The good thing is, is that there is a product out there that I think will do really well, and it is a fantastic tool for for the development of our players. And um, it just comes down to how you market it and how you put it out there. It kind, it kind of, it kind of feels like the NRC can't really get much bigger with the current budget and the current. Skeleton yeah. staff and, you know, yeah. around the side. You, you, you're, you're absolutely right. We're sort of we're at that tipping point where the way to grow it is going to be to really throw some throw some money at it. And, and yeah, you, you're right. It'd be 
it'd be great to have if they're talking about two hundred million dollars for the IPRC, it'd be great to have twenty million dollars yes, to throw yes. at the NRC. Yeah, imagine, Ima- imagine, imagine what, what you could, could do with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah imagine what you could massive, do with twenty so. million dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. it's yeah, yeah. Look, I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a really good point. I, I think whatever it stays, you know, like it, like it is. Even if we clear things like, you know. Barbarians games and and actually get a, get a good hard window. Yeah, yeah. yeah, look, all, yeah all those things have just got to be sorted out, yeah. and, and the NRC needs to be treated, you know, like it is. It's the it is the the national rugby championship. Yeah. It, it is you know it's it's the it's the the best domestic rugby competition within Australia, and, and it needs to be treated that way. I, I completely agree with that. Mm. Yep. Yeah, great. That's yeah, excellent. I agree with all those points, and I think we're it's, it's pretty consistent there. We, we just need it we need to get that focus on the right people back on it, and because the great great content, and we, we just it deserves more than what it's getting at the moment. Um, look, Nick and, and Brett, that was awesome. Really enjoyed it. And if no one listens to the podcast, I don't care because I've had a good hour and a half chat with you <laughs> lads about about the NRC. Um, I hope the time doesn't put you on it. And this is very egg chaser. Um, just, but we got to reward the guys who have stuck through us at the end. So maybe just what's a hashtag we should say? If you've listened to the end, let's just go. Uh, um, uh, hashtag I survived the NRC preview. Yeah, great. Yeah, just hashtag that. You don't have <laughs> to say anything did you bring else. A, has, has, hashtag Did you bring a tinny? <laughs> yeah. Hashtag I survived. Let's go. Hashtag I survived the NRC preview or words to that effect, and uh, put G A G R in it, and and we'll see. But kudos to you, Brett. Thanks again uh, for wonderful coverage of the NRC this year. Um, really enjoyed it, and, and and Nick for doing it for the for Green and Gold rugby as well. Um, and let's hope the uh, it all culminates with a with an uh, memorable game on Saturday night down at Viking Park. Thanks, thanks, guys. Looking forward to a uh, to, a, to a, 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 a final worthy of the steak sandwiches that will be will be accompanying us. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it too. I think it's going to be a wonderful, uh, a wonderful celebration of rugby, and I really hope you know all the fans in Canberra get down because you know I mean also the fact that the the, um, the Vikings nearly call them the Kookaburras. There, they're playing in the uh, in the Kookaburra yeah. outfit, yeah, and I think it's... that'll be a nice it'll be a nice touch, a really nice yeah. touch to finish off the season. Yeah, what it's great. about. Uh, a, sh- a shout out to Will Houston for, um, for 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 being named for the re- to referee the final too, uh, and I'll leave you with this fun fact, uh, uh, Reg yep. and Nick. Can you can you name me the player who will be in consecutive NRC finals? Oh jeez! Oh. Um, wow! Oh. <laughs> Full out finger. I know he's got the Wallabies, isn't he? Uh, yep. Let me have a look at my teams. Oh. Um, I'm guessing he'd be playing for Canberra. He'd be playing for Canberra, and he would have come over from New South Wales country. That would be my bet. Which, which can only narrow it down to Tom Cusack. Tom Cusack, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Tom Cusack. Nice work. There you go. Yeah. Well done, Brett. Discovered that mm. one this afternoon. So. <laughs> uh, looking, uh, looking, look, looking forward to it, guys. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks, thanks for being. For, for being part of it it's been right. great excellent good stuff and thanks to our listeners again big show tonight hope you enjoyed it and um, we shall uh, back to return to normal service podcast next week we may even have some egg chasers on the show but uh, we'll hear more about that next week uh, thanks for joining us and we'll catch you soon heels off the top Larkham Herbert smashes through the middle Regan 
Drop goal from Larkham. Up it goes. Could you believe it? Larkham has to be a de Beer.